there's some breaking news. There's another image revealed. There's a mysterious new planet, a planet scientists have dubbed Battleworld. <laughs> we need a theme song. Battleworld. All Things Unexplained presents Secret Wars Return to Battleworld. Featuring Dr. Mounts, Smitty Neves, Special Guest Dr. Charles Lee, moderated by CJ Derringer. <laughs> Right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time. I dare all you devils to stick around for what is sure to be a marvelous superhero draft of fantastic proportions. Our Secret Wars fantasy draft promises to have our hosts going torch to torch and fist to fist in their quest to create an incredible team. Their choices may be strange, they may even go rogue, all to complete their vision of the greatest superhero team in the multiverse. Who will be the master? Who will survive? Who will be doomed? Before we begin, I need our team names, starting with you, Dr. Mounts. All right, my team name, I give this a lot of thought, so I want to give a shout out to a podcast I started following today, by the way, who I just thought had an amazing name. I'm not going to use their name, but I got to give them a shout out because I thought it was awesome. They go by the multiverse of badness. Oh, that is cool. <laughs> Which I just thought was a great name. Every episode, they talk about the worst comic books ever. I just thought it was... For example, one episode, they talk about a uh, little-known limited series starring Elmer Fudd. Didn't you bring him up earlier, CJ? And... Batman. Wow. <laughs> so picture Elmer, Elmer Fudd is a grizzled, you know, police detective and yeah. and uh Batman getting in the on the case and and you and it's really disturbing, they said. So I'm, I'm not the multiverse of badness, but I wanted to give them a shout out. But you know, we've got the East Coast Avengers, we've got the West Coast Avengers, and a lot of people don't realize for a short amount of time we had the Great Lakes Avengers. So, in honor of the Great Lakes Avengers, and to celebrate my heritage, I am going to be the Southern Slew Avengers. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> okay, the Southern Slew Avengers it is. All right, moving on to you, Smitty Neves. What have you got? I've got to have my name in it, the Smitty Smashers. So, that sounds intimidating, Smitty Smashers. The Smitty Smashers. I, I'm kind of thinking that Tim and Chuck are going to be the Smitty Smashers, but okay, <laughs> the Smitty Smashers. It is. <laughs> I don't know about Chuck, but Tim won't be. I'll... <laughs> All right, and Dr. Lou, Chuck, what are you choosing as your name? <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I'm an astronomer, so so I have to do this. These are the cosmic crushers. Oh, that's good. Nice. The cosmic crushers. I like it. Okay, so we will be doing a snake draft. The person who drafts the first superhero in the first round will draft the last superhero in the second round. We're going to go a little bit backwards, though. You're going to choose your fifth pick first. Everybody got it? Got it. Got, got it. it. Okay, well... I would be in the wrong if I did not have our guest go first. So, Dr. Liu, who is your fifth pick for your superhero team? Oh, thank you so much. For my fifth pick, I decided I really need somebody who doesn't have some sort of mutation or cosmic uppowering. Someone who built up their superheroism because they're heroes, regardless of their origin someone that just is powerful because they trained, because they worked hard, because they uh, somehow have worked. And I believe that that person is Captain America. Oh, nice. oh pulling out Captain America. <laughs> yes, they Got must. That up, huh? <laughs> I thought, nice I thought all that buildup you were going to say Smitty. <laughs> yes. Captain America, and, and there are two versions, of course, right? Well, that's true. Wait, you're not going to bring oh, up the U.S. agent, are you? We'll give that him to Smitty. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's a great theme. That, that's even more fancy than the original, you know, Marvel Men uh, theme that was uh, in the cartoons, right? Yeah. But, um, I don't mind if it's the Steve Rogers Captain America oh, that's or right. if it's the current MCU Captain America, who is Sam Wilson, right? Who used to be the Falcon. Uh, oh, either okay. one of them would work well for me. So for now, because we're trying to stay a little bit current, why don't I say the Sam Wilson version of Captain America? That will be nice. my fifth All pick. Right. Very nice. It's but in the but to, not to be confused with US agent, though. Not at all. Very different person. John Walker. He's going to the Thunderbolts, we think, so. Oh, that could be fun. Okay. All right. Well, I am going to go clockwise on my screen, so that puts Smitty next. Well, just for instance, I thought Dr. Lou was building up to me because he said somebody that worked hard and got strong and superhero, but anyhow, <laughs> Captain America. But uh, I'm going with... <laughs> intelligence and strength with the beast from the x-men hank mccoy good choice the beast and an x-man the beast oh you had that kid okay yeah who was the young beast that was a good that guy did a good job too was it Nicholas Holt? It's on the tip of my tongue, but I think the Beast is a great character. Excellent choice. Yeah, me too. It was Nicholas Holt who it was. Nice. Nicholas Holt. You know, like so many, so many of these Marvel heroes too, they, they kind of crossed over back and forth between the X-Men and the Avengers, but I... 
I think the Beast, I don't know. Dr. Lou, what do you think? Do you do you know more of the, the Beast as an X-Man, or is the Beast more of an Avenger for you? Well, the Beast was a first introduced in X-Men back in the 1960s. And he used to just be a, a human person, like with our typical pink skin. And then at some point he mutated further into the blue furry version of the beast. Right. It was at that time that he started showing up more often in the Avengers than in other groups, in addition to the X-Men. Up to that point, he was just like one of those hooded guys with the big X in the chest and the kind of blue, yellow spandex looking thing. Right. So I myself, being sort of an old timer, think of the beast as an X-Men more than uh, as an Avenger, but I think it's completely appropriate for you to call him the Avenger because he, he really was part of that group for a good long time. All right. Brains and Baron from the Beast. Okay, Tim, you said your team name was Southern what? <laughs> the Southern Slough <laughs> Avengers Sloughs being the oh. places I used to go fishing. Slough is a very southern what? southern swampy stream of water. Yep. Where we go fishing okay. at. Never heard that used that way. Okay, the Southern Slough Avengers. Thus, in my homage to the Great Lakes, they got the Great Lakes, we got the Sloughs. That's right. You can go, go across the bottom. Oh, okay. I'm glad you spelled it out for me. I'm going to be honest. All right. What is your number five? Your fifth pick. Uh, number five, so... I kind of went outside the box a little bit. Is he a hero? Is he just a big blob of plant-like material that instills fear into folks? Is he just a copycat of Swamp Thing? I don't know. Maybe all the above. But I've got to go with the Man-Thing. Potential yes. guardian of the nexus of all realities. Lives in the Florida Everglades. Dr. Lou... We we did a little a few shows on WandaVision. I was personally convinced that Swamp Thing I mean Man Thing was gonna show up in yes. Agatha Hartness's basement, guarding the nexus <laughs> of all realities. Sure. It did not happen, much to my disappointment. Oh. But I, I believe somewhere behind the scenes he was there. Maybe he'll make an appearance in the new Agatha Hartness series yeah. on Disney Plus. Oh, is there a new series? Oh yeah. Whatever knows fear burns at the man thinks touch yes it's a fascinating yeah. uh, vehicle yep. to tell comic stories where the character that the series was named after was not as important as all the rest of the stuff going on so it's true man thing formerly a human being turned into this creature and if you know fear then you burn at his touch which is really quite amazing uh, nexus of all realities that's right because man thing didn't really speak that's right that's right there was actually a period of time where the man thing was given literally no sentience and all it knew what to do was to go toward things that were experiencing or knowing fear. And that's, that's all it was attracted to this sort of negative emotional energy for a period of time. It's really kind of interesting. Yeah. And the nexus of all realities is very cool. It sits in the Florida swamp, you know, like really sure. Why not? <laughs> they should have put it in a slough in Alabama. There you go. Also, Man Thing, I, th I feel, is in the same vein as Beast, actually, because you had a lot of superheroes, especially early on, a lot like Captain America, you know, or Superman and Batman. That in, in reality, we would all like to be 
those superheroes, right? <laughs> like the arch typical, uh, you know, like Greek statue of a of a male. Um, they've just got their ridge. They got anything they want, right? But then you got somebody like Man Thing. Yeah, nobody yes. wanted yeah. to do Man Thing. <laughs> can can the Man Thing hold back the Beast and Captain America? That is the real question here. Okay, we are going to your number four for the Southern Slough Avengers. All right, well, I may well stick with my theme of the Southern Slough Avengers. I actually, I thought Man Thing was the perfect character to to bring into this from you know from the southern slough he basically makes his home in a slough he, that's right he lives outside he's homeless but he he is fine with that in the swamp so my first pick <laughs> round four i'm gonna go with this this guy actually loves motorcycles loves wearing leather and um <laughs> he also instills fear in the hearts of anybody that deserves it he is the ghost rider oh ghost rider yep. Excellent choice. I used to love Ghost Rider. Yeah. And the Johnny Blaze, um, especially the Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider. So far, it just seems like yours um, instill fear, but don't actually do anything. Just I'm just going to throw it out there. Based on your own descriptions. So. <laughs> but Ghost Rider, Johnny Blaze, right? Uh, he was uh, uh, possessed by the demon Zarathos. Right. Uh, yes, he... He made a deal with Mephisto to save, I believe, his father's soul or to save his father's life, but he had to give Mephisto his soul, and then he got bonded with Zarathos, the demon of vengeance. Vengeance. That's right. Hmm. Vengeance and fear. Okay. <laughs> Heading back over to the Smitty Smashers. That is fun to say, I have to admit. Who will your number four be? I'm going to say this is an average guy that got in a bad situation, but it turned out good for him. It's one of my favorite, actually. I don't know why they canceled the series, but Daredevil. Oh, great choice. Daredevil. The man without fear. The man without fear. Plus, if I get in trouble, I can just call him up, and I got a lawyer right there, boo. Matt <laughs> Murdock. If he's... If he's the man without fear, your team's not looking so good, Southern Slough, since all you've got is <laughs> fear-inducing ways. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That You know, I'm glad you brought that up because I would love to know what, what would happen, Man-Thing and Ghost Rider versus Daredevil. Fear right. versus man without fear, I don't know. And, and the thing about Daredevil is that Daredevil became a hero for vengeance because his father was killed by it gangster because his father refused mm. to throw a boxing match yep. so in a sense daredevil is driven by vengeance and so is arathos right the demon so there's there's a couple of oh. team members there involved that's really interesting hmm. and i would say probably mm. captain america probably doesn't have any fear either although he's not the man without fear also i think it has to be said because cj may not realize that daredevil has some things that are a little bit different about him. He's blind. Yeah, he's blind. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I did know that. Boom. Wow. Mm -hmm. Don't you think I don't know these things? <laughs> <laughs> and a law degree, which actually <laughs> That's literally the only thing I'm going to know the whole night. Oh, I don't think so. I'm sure you know more. <laughs> that's the only thing I'm going to know. <laughs> 
no, no, I don't. I promise you. There's a reason why I'm <laughs> moderating. <laughs> I thought Vincent D'Onofrio was great. Yes. Vincent D'Onofrio did do a good job. Well, now you bring that up is, is and by the way, they just greenlit 18 episode Daredevil series on Disney Plus. Dr. Lee, you may not have heard that. I have not. That is great news. Wow. Yes. They greenlit an 18 episode, and yes, it will, will star the Netflix Daredevil, and it will star Kingpin Vincent D'Onofrio. Yes. Wow. But, right. D- Dr. Lou, is Kingpin the ultimate Daredevil villain, or is it is it one of the others? Hmm. You know, I've always thought that the ultimate Daredevil villain is not exactly a villain, but an anti-hero. It's the Punisher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Because the Punisher is very much like Daredevil. You know, he's out to, to seek revenge. He's out for justice. But instead of being legal like Matt Murdock and Daredevil, he is extra legal to the max. And so I think the two of them match up really well, although really they never came to blows all that often. You may remember, though, that in Daredevil, the series, uh, during the period of time that Elektra Nachos was dead, around Daredevil 181 through 190, or this is 1984, 85, this is old, old history stuff. Actually, Daredevil and the Punisher had several episodes of excellent, excellent uh, interaction. But the Kingpin is really good, no question about it. All right, there you go. My very limited knowledge that he is blind met with your extensive <laughs> knowledge about everything else. <laughs> well, remember that the, the current Daredevil, the current Daredevil, I believe, is is has Electra Nachios as Daredevil, right? Electra. Um, but or there was actually a series called Electra, the Woman Without Fear. I, I have to take a look. Uh, there's some really neat ideas that they bring these people around and, and do these kinds of things, but. Sorry, just going on too long about nostalgic stuff about comic books. I'm... <laughs> All right. Oh, oh, good. No, no. I, that reminds me, though. Um, CJ knows my buddy that works in data. He He's behind the scenes, one of the computer men, right, at a local college. And uh, for Halloween one year, he he has the classic DD on his costume, you know, but it's not Daredevil. He is Dirty Data. Dirty data. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, dear. Okay. Well, moving on to Dr. Lou's, or excuse me, Cosmic Crushers. Yes. Number four. Cosmic Crushers. Well, um, we must be in some sort of sync uh, because I, too, wanted a lawyer on my team. <laughs> we all need a lawyer on our teams. Yes, we all need a lawyer on our team, but the lawyer <laughs> I want to draft number four has uh, way more strength than Daredevil. Maybe some more fear, oh. maybe, I don't know. But this lawyer is Jennifer Walters, the She-Hulk. Uh, the She-Hulk, yep. Uh, That's coming out pretty soon, too, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, in a Disney Plus series, I believe. And I, I believe it's being called Jennifer Walters Attorney at Law or something like that. Uh, I can't wait for it to come out. I think it's great. And um, I want someone with Hulk-like strength, but also uh, some legal acumen uh, and just yeah. real sharp intelligence and such. I guess we're seeing if we get sued with all these destru- all the destruction they do, they can get us out of being sued. <laughs> <laughs> On so. the next planet, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah, it is supposed to be kind of a funny legal comedy. I think kind of like Night Court. Maybe. Oh, really? <laughs> Legally blonde. Is Bull going to be in it? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what, what was the judge's name? Uh, Harry. Harry. Harry Andrew? Not Harry Anderson. Harry, Harry Anderson? Yeah, Harry Anderson. Yeah, that's yeah. It. He was he the was, actor, right? Yes, the actor. He was on Cheers, too. Uh, John, John Larroquette, Marky Post. Wow. Oh, yeah, John Larroquette. That was a great show, Night. Yes, it was. I, I think She-Hulk would have to defend Punisher. Though. I don't think Daredevil would defend Punisher if, if Yeah, that's probably right. To. Daredevil well, would walk away. Mm-hmm. They're not on the same team, so we're good, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with the She-Hulk, we start round number three, pick number three, and that's going to be back to you, Cosmic Crushers. Who is your third pick okay my third pick i've chosen again someone who's not super powered but comes with a package that brings true superpower in fact the power of an entire nation that has the most amazing natural resource in all Uh. the world vibranium from the kingdom of wakanda i choose black panther Oh, yes, the trailer. The trailer is, oh, the trailer is like almost tear jerking. It's so amazing. And this I, is I hear song? it in the background. What? Oh, CJ knows this song. Yeah. It's amazing. So good. When, so th- when, you get, when you get Black Panther, you also get Suri, the T'Challa's sister, who is one of the greatest technological minds in all the world. You get Okoya and the Wakandan Imperial Guard, right? Uh, who are the greatest pure warriors in the world. And then you get an entire country and all this stuff. I mean, um, so it's, I'm, this might be a little bit bending the rules. If I had to just pick the one person, I'll still take Black Panther, but <laughs> yeah, I get everybody else. No yeah, I was trying to do some homework and saw this preview. It was very good. So, I have to I have to tell you a heartbreaking, and this I, this is not a coincidence, but I believe the original singer of this song, Bob Marley, Bob mm-hmm. Marley and the Wailers, and of course we know the tragic story of uh, Chadwick Boseman who died. Yes, I believe he was thirty five. Very young. He was very young. And of course, Bob Marley also passed same. away at roughly the same age. Yep. Yeah. I, I wondered if, in fact, that I wondered, in fact, if that choice of song was in part because of that mm. sort of parallel tragedy. Yeah. Yes, I, I yeah. do think that it was. Beautiful. Beautifully done. I can't wait for that to come. And that's a pretty song. Yeah, Very. And, and there's the symbolism of the song, you know, the literal symbolism, no woman, no cry. And of course, basically Wakanda has been left with nothing but women in charge of the nation. And so it means even more, right, than you realize. And the cast that they have for that movie, whoo, they've got some stellar actresses. I can't wait. Okay, 
Number three, Smitty Smashers. What you got? Well, I'm going to go with intelligence and power. Bruce Banner, the Incredible Hulk. The Hulk Hulk. Oh. Hulk Hulk. So I've got the Beast. I've got a lawyer oh. and two guys that I accuse are un- unreal. <laughs> the old TV show. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Starring Bill Bixby. You know, I, I have to admit, this is one of my favorite pieces of music. Yeah, I used to ever. love that. And Lou Ferrigno. And this is actually called the Lonely Man theme, and it's just perfect, Dr. Lou. I'm sure you can remember how every episode ended. There you have yep. uh, Bruce Banner, Bill Bixby in the show, and he's he literally is a lonely man. Yeah, Bill Bixby walking And that's away. part of what... That's a great Bixby. That's part of what to me makes the Hulk such an interesting character. He's literally very Dr. Jekyll, <clears throat> Mr. Hyde, mm-hmm. right? Like a basically a split personality. Right. Uh, he, yeah. yeah. If I would say, you know, the Hulk was really, in my opinion, much more interesting as a character when there was that split. Yes, uh, in yes. recent years, when the Hulk became Professor Hulk, and so he was always yeah. smart and calm and yet still super powered and, and brilliant and all that, there was less to be able to tell. You know, right, fewer right. conflict stories to discuss. But well, uh, I guess it opened I'll up s- other storytelling possibilities too. And nowadays we have the Hulkling, and we have other Hulks, we have the Red Hulk, uh, people like that, different Hulks. So that gives us the opportunity to try things with the She-Hulk, which might pick number four, right? So, good stuff. Last uh, Comic-Con I went to, Lou Ferrigno was there. And I didn't get to speak oh. to him or anything, but he was still pretty good. I mean, still a pretty big guy. And uh, there were a lot of people to see him. So it was good to know that he's still, when I mean, that was the Hulk when I grew up. That was yes. that was the incredible Hulk, right. you know. I didn't think of anybody else as being Hulk. Yeah, and I sure job. don't think of Edward Norton. Edward Norton, <laughs> that was not a good Hulk. He's a great actor, but not not good Bruce Banner. Who's the current one? Is it Mark Ruffalo? Mark yeah, Ruffalo. Ruffalo. Yeah. He's a great he's a great actor too. You wouldn't like him when he's angry. No, you would not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Southern Slew Avengers, we're on to your number three. And it better be somebody that can do something other than create fear. <laughs> that may be every, all I've got. Is fear <laughs> You're playing desert. mind games over there. Who is it? The yeah. old grand? Grandmother with a shotgun off the Looney Tunes comic. I mean, <laughs> Tunes. Y'all know what I'm talking about? What's her name? Granny? Is it just Granny? Her name's just Granny. I guess Granny. <laughs> granny. I'm going to have to go with, this is a tough pick. I've, I've got narrowed down to between three people, but I'm, I've got to stick with uh, my theme, my Southern Slew Avengers theme. I hate to. I got to, though, CJ. I got, I'm on a roll here. Is he is he Marvel's version of Batman? Maybe, but he's also much more interesting than Batman because he's got a whole lot of different personalities. He's probably not rich, I don't think, uh, and he's actually got some legit superpowers. He and Doctor Lou, I know, has seen a show. He is Moon Knight. Moon Knight, Moon Knight. Uh-huh. servant of Khonshu. I am still the Moon god of the night. Although, really, you can is see the moon in the daytime, like- so Khonshu should not sell himself short. 
as just the That's god true. of the night. Yeah. Well, the the original uh, Moon Knight comic book, which came out in the early '80s, right, uh, written by Doug Mensch and drawn by Bill Sienkiewicz, um, had not so much this sort of dissociative identity disorder that the current series seems to show Moon Knight to have with all these different characters, but he was actually in control of all three of these things. He used Mark Spector, the military character, Jake Loxley, the streetwise cab driver, not, not, a, not the you know, maniacally murderous uh, version of Jake Loxley now in the TV show, and also Stephen Grant, who was the Playboy millionaire. So back then he really was rich. And, and I would not at all uh, discount that point that you made, that indeed Moon Knight is Batman more interesting. Right. I think that's a great point. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that drew me to the Moon Knight comics, and it actually was the same thing that drew me to certain Batman runs, like the Frank Miller runs, was that Moon Knight was, he was dark and gritty, and and mm -hmm. a lot of it was street level, and, and a lot of it was, you know, things actually, there were actual consequences, you know, people got hurt. Uh, bad things happened. Um, there were things that were hard to stomach, you, you know, just kind of like real life. It, it was the first comic I ever read that probably, you know, went there that I was like, oh, snap. You know, that's pretty rough right there. <laughs> you guys may remember the Comics Code Authority. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, for decades, the Comics Code Authority had to approve comic books to make sure that you were not, you know, damaging poor innocent minds that were reading comics. When that was first sort of being left behind was actually when Marvel started putting out Moon Knight as one of three titles that did not go through Comics Code Authority. As a result, it could not be sold over the counter like in the supermarkets. It could only go direct oh. to comic stores. Yeah, and, and they also cost a little bit more, like, you know, 15 or 20 cents more than the ones that were being sold in the supermarkets. So uh, Moon Knight along with Micronauts and Kazar. Remember those three? They were oh, the yeah. ones that first started breaking the Comics Code Authority stranglehold on funny books. And about 10 years later, uh, you had a whole slew of folks like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and, and uh, uh, those kinds of folks, Fish Police, etc., that really just left the Comics Code behind. Comics Code Authority, really something. Yes, yeah, so Moon Knight was a, was a groundbreaker in many more ways than one. So how do you see Moon Knight protecting your team? I see Moon Knight protecting my team by my next pick, honestly. Plus, Moon Knight, out of the, all the three, he's the best communicator so far. I mean, Man-Thing, he's diplomacy, not his thing. <laughs> Ghost Rider, not a, not a big talker. Moon Knight, he's not really like that guy either, but, you know, at least he does kind of get out and about in the daytime a little more often than Man-Thing and Ghost Rider, so he does have that. And I think uh, I do have the next pick, right? Yes, you do. That's your number two. To be continued. You've been listening to All Things Unexplained. If you liked this podcast, please do give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. If you would like to hear more All Things Unexplained, be sure to follow us wherever you listen to your podcast. Our show depends on the support of listeners like you. Find us on Venmo 
under the business accounts at Bigfoot UFO. If you can't get enough of us, please check us out at allthings-unexplained.com. A special thanks to our producer, director, sound mixer, editor, and the man who wears far too many hats. No, seriously, he wears a lot of hats. Dr. Tim Mounts. Without you, we couldn't keep the lights on. Thanks for listening to All Things Unexplained.